Welcome back, one and all, to the ever-fresh Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And this is the start of episode number 15. Episode 15. Here we go. I'm back. I'm You're back, back, baby. Miles. back. Uh, yes, I am back. Uh, yeah, I was not here last week. I ended up editing the podcast and listened to everything you had to say. And we will start. What were the books that you guys did last week? I'm trying to remember now. You had Venom. Spider-Man, uh, which, Venom. Okay. And, and X-23. I will tell you yep. now because uh, Eric asked if I was going to give my scores. Maybe he didn't. Somebody asked if I was going to give my scores when we started, and I Nobody will. X-23, <laughs> I would have given a 7 out of 10. I would have been the most positive of you guys. Uh, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man, I would have given a 7 out of 10 as well. And I'm going to get everybody mad at me as we start this because Venom, I was going to give a 5.5. And I actually, I actually had an issue with that issue only being that I think it is mainly for people who have a history with Venom and the whole idea of seeing the creation of the the Venom mythos. But really, that's the whole deal. It's a cage, I hear. But also seeing the the start of why, oh oh my God, it's a cage. Is that I guess I'm living in a quintar here. Oh my, actually, my (laughs) human word for marriage must be quintar, right? Uh, But I said to to Eric all week how I explained it, and I think uh, it may make sense to some people. Uh, The fact that because I'm not that connected with Venom, seeing the uh, you know the beginnings of why they're so have so much problem with noise or fire that's yeah. something that's huge to people that's something that when they saw that that is almost like a piece of a puzzle clicked together and they were amazed to me it was just like oh yeah i forgot all there, there was the second issue when we had a, an idea where uh you had sat and i'm like i don't even know enough about venom to know this and it's funny <laughs> because eric not a huge venom fan now but he has a history with Venom. He yeah. he knows a lot about yeah. Venom uh, from back, back from in the, the day, and most yeah. Spider-Man fans would. And you guys are both Spider-Man guys. I told you before this podcast, I was not any sort of Spider-Man guy. So with me, I, I understand. It's like one of those things where you see something that you know is very important to other people. And it's like any movie I watch with Tanya. She tells me, she's like, come on and watch this movie Better for Roses. Uh, you know, with Christian Slater. And I'm oh, watching geez, it. She's crying. Man. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I see it's important to her. <laughs> I'm not that impressed. Uh, and that's kind of yeah. how I was. So, uh, But we'll see how it, how it continues. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about episode 15. Uh, it's right. glad, I'm glad first to be back. Time. My first podcast I ever missed, ever, uh, was last week. World War Eight had hit. And yes, Hashtag word problems. Hashtag Marriage is a quintar. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say. But we're here, and this is for the week. Yes, and this is the Weird Science Marvel (laughs) Comics Podcast for the week of August 6th, 2018. And I want to tell you a couple places that you can find us. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you've found us in some sort of way. But if you want to talk to me and sometimes Brandon on Twitter, you can go over to WS Marvel Comics on Twitter is where we are. We also are on iTunes obviously and we you know we'd appreciate some reviews it kind of gets us known by more people but also we have a website and it is the weird science dc comics podcast but our 
MarvelMondayComics.com, I'm sorry, but we do have a Marvel Monday there where on Mondays when we record this and, and post it, we do a bunch of Marvel reviews. So you can go over there. I hear that it is award-winning somehow. Uh, yes. I do hear that, but we're going to go to the books now. And with Eric, we have three books. Me and Brandon later will be talking a lot of minis. The and minis. then also we yes. have a special news segment that's going to start Ooh, this week wait. from from Double A Ron. So you'll hear that as well. But we're going to start with what should be the biggest book of the week. After I read it, I did not agree. <laughs> I see a lot of people saying I told that this Jim is early no. in the week. I was like. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, and, and also with this, I'm gonna now do the the credits and things. And, you say and I did here. It's the weirdest thing I'm thinking of. Buckle, buckle up for a car that doesn't start. <laughs> yeah, no, the car's in reverse. I think the car is in neutral and it's going down the wrong side of a hill. But I did hear you guys talking, and Eric got to see the horror that it is of getting these solicits and seeing and knowing when you get them that <laughs> they have nothing to do with the issue that you've read. And I think this is I would say because I was scrambling to get these things, didn't have any yeah. time to look at them before we got started because me and Brandon were just trying to get ready yep. and get going. So I grabbed them. That was the last podcast yep. I had to do with my busted glasses. And it yep. was so hard to try to read these things. I'm like, I'm on yeah. a, like, I have it on a corner. I'm trying to like get to the mic. And I'm like, okay, I had to put these real fast. What is this? This last solicits? Okay, yeah. just read it. Shut up, Eric. Just read it. Come on. All right. Yeah. And with that, yeah. Eric's now his sight is doing a fresh start. He actually can see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, the sights he'll see with those glasses. Uh, but I heard you, Eric, and you complain. And, and usually I have the same problem where I read the issues. I've got all the issues done, and then I'm scrambling to get these things set up. <laughs> so I either don't read the solicit until or uh, I'm cutting and pasting and realize as I'm cutting and pasting, I read this issue. This has nothing to do with that. That's yeah. three issues before. So. Tonight I've made blurbs for all this. Oh, I'm going to do the blurbs, and then starting next week, we will kind of divvy them up between us. But I Says figured, you. you know, well, maybe. You, you'll have to see if you like my blurbs. And if you don't like my blurbs, then you're going to have to take them blurbs, over. Jim. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. You're going <laughs> to pretend. You're, you're going to play that game. Well, see, Brendan, there I you go. While you weren't here last week, oh, you decided oh, to no. blurbs. I I heard that whole podcast. It took me three hours to edit it. I heard every every bit, every pause, and every skip. I heard. Believe me. Then I sit there before we, we start. We had an F word in there too. Hit it. No, no. You you don't realize there were two. I had to get rid of another one where Eric kind of tries to get out of it, but it was there. Also, then I have to get through this week where I see people. Eric, all of a sudden, Eric comes up to me too. So and so told me that they really love the podcast this week. I'm like, oh yeah, they really did. Didn't uh, there we go. They? Like, oh, that's never it. Never listen to podcasts yeah. oh, again. Jim, Jim will do it without a mic. If yeah, he has yeah, to. not a mic, and getting beat up as we go. You'll you'll just hear punches, and I will make sure that I continue. Ah, here we go. Captain America number two, written by Tennessee Coates, art by Lenil Francis Yu, Jerry oh. Allen Gulan, Sonny Go. And VC's Joe Caramagna. Now, right there, that yeah. is the craziest of me trying to pronounce any sort of creative team I've ever had. Uh, there's not the, – why can't it be VC's Joe Smith at the end? Yeah, just to give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Captain America. None of them come easy. And, and that's the thing. We talked about, we talk about it later in the minis. VC it has has controlled all these people and are making them yes. to the left. monopoly. We yeah, need to alert do. the government there's monopoly. Yeah, there's a monopoly. It's VC. 
I don't know who this VC is. I want to meet him. He's very it stands powerful. For, I looked it up. It stands for virtual calligraphy. That's okay. what it stands for. I, I was hoping it was like Vincent's, Vincent uh, Calusio or something, and he, he was a mobster. And he was forcing them to work uh, for some services that he gave before. You know, when they always say, money, you always say, I'll give you a favor, but I'm going to ask a favor later. I figured lettering. That was the favor. And that may be an insult to letters. I'm not sure. <laughs> Captain America is one of the characters that made me want to do this podcast, but so far I've been bored with it. It doesn't help that this issue is an odd recap of the first, but at least the cliffhanger promises something cool. Next issue, possibly. Maybe. Maybe. I do like the yeah. end. I do think that that's cool, but a cliffhanger does not a good issue make, is is what I all. was told by my grandmother one time. Uh, I didn't know what she meant. Have you ever read any Dan Jurgens work? No, no, yeah, and that's that's true. And with this, you are basically going to get a recap of last issue with a couple extra things added in, but extra things added in that we know. You know, extra things like Cap was a boy – who wanted to go to war? He was a man, and then he we wanted get a to... quick origin story. Yeah, you get an origin story of Cap, which we don't need. Yeah, you have Duke and all these guys again, which they're they're spouting the same things. It wasn't interesting the first time. Did to you me. get the idea they weren't robots this time? Yeah, I, I don't even know what's going on with them. And really, you know what I got this time is that I I didn't like them the first time, and I really don't like them now because they're nothing. <laughs> well, you it just seems like see the beginning. Is, I don't know if it's the power elite or whatever they talk about in the Swiss. Not the Swiss. But before the issue starts, but mm-hmm. it seems like they have a nuke factory. They're got like you know just churning these yeah, guys out. That they're just churning them out, and uh, you know, complete with uh, you know face tattoo, uh, the American and flag phrases so, of uh, yeah. being and, mad and, about fallen soldiers. Yeah, fa- and that, and also, how many times, please. Please, Tanahisi, if you would ever listen to this, which you never will, I know this, but if somebody listening and has them by the ear, say, stop with the, they hate my face. If you're going to keep doing this, tell me, because I'm out now. Because that's usually Jim's catchphrase. No, at least it's, (laughs) does your face hurt, because it's killing me. At least it's a setup to a joke. Yeah, really. They they just say, you know what? Your your face is the face that's going to bring down humanity. I say, I realize this. This is why I'm on. This is why I'm on a that's podcast. Why we don't do YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is why we're not YouTube. Uh, you know, greats. We're we're now a podcast. Ours? Yeah, greats. I said. There. But yeah, uh, through this, you you end up having the setup of this fight uh, before. You see these mayors going down, all this stuff, but we we know this. We know all the of this. Conference and, of mayors. Did, yeah, the conference of mayors. You know there are mayors from all over the world. All over. Together. All over. They're there, and it just but leads. Did, did, he just, did he decide he realized that, like, at some point after writing the first issue, it's like, oh my god, I did not even like like write a reason I for guess. all these nukes to show up. I better go back. Well, yeah, and, and he goes back. And the weird thing is I heard that he was going to mention like some of the mayors who possibly died because Cap tried. There is one that died, Mayor McCheese. Oh, he no, went down. He's done. Mayor McCheese has the, been – The inventor I, of the Big Mac? No, the, yeah, maybe. If he is, then he deserves to die. No, he's just Mayor McCheese. They, uh, right now they're at his funeral. Those little nuggets, the little nuggets are, are all now, upset. All I want to see is the Hamburglar with the American yeah, flag. Oh, the ham- the Hamburglar, he's after them. But yeah, and you end this kind of plan by grimace. 
Yeah, really. Grimace is always up to something. But yeah, it all goes towards then that last thing where Cap was there and Sharon came out and and General Ross and like, you know what? Stand down, Cap. Your people, they're not here anymore. They don't know what Omaha is anymore. All your people are dead. Nobody they don't want to hear about the greatest generation. Yeah, the greatest generation's gone. Plus, you're the face that they hate and all this. And it's just, okay, we're now almost done the issue and we've got nothing new so then you go and he's fighting he's training he's letting off some steam where he's kind of fighting himself because he's got the hologram so i think that that's supposed to be kind of not have another version of himself anywhere ever again (laughs) no never have an ai like that nothing but he's there he's fighting this ai too maybe this is a setup to show you like later it's it's almost like the joke when a kid leaves the house and he has like a something but like under the blankets like this will be the way that nobody will miss him i don't know but yeah sharon comes and you know they're trying to get their their life back together together now cap's trying to deal with things but also she's like why don't you look at me because you're old that's why look at him he's sexy (laughs) you ain't in america all right come on yeah, so he's got standards. He, he does end up kissing her. He does end up going that uh, way. He's, like, he, he's like he, Sharon when we're both in heaven and you're your sexy yeah, self. Yeah, your sexy again, self. Right up, now he's like, I, yeah, I guess I'm I'm with the gilfs now, I guess. Here now, we go. Now, th- throughout this issue, though, we had this whole thing where we – I don't know if it's a secret empire thing or whatever is going on because I wasn't reading that. But we keep see, like cutting away to this woman with a glowing blue orb in her hand and it looks like some like energy behind her. The- the nukes from what yeah, I, I think understood, that she's but controlling I don't know. the nukes because yeah it's weird too because you have that throughout but then you also have this box that's on cap's desk at, at his gym which it seems to have like kind of like blue rosary beads or something well, i kind think of that's that's beads. the things that uh that black panther gave him that that yeah. he puts okay, on at the, the end the yeah that's yeah, the, that's a big deal those and then we have a hologram of you know black yeah, panther that, that and stuff and, like that talking about let's get to work but i did not understand well the and that's the thing cap and, and uh cap and uh black like panther have a the big movies, connection basically. yeah so when he does that that's to get there but i do actually think that that girl who's controlling them I don't know. Maybe one of the girls from Russia. It may be that this is part of their plan to disassemble. It's one of those two we saw last issue. It's the one that we didn't see using powers, I think. And she's using this. That that's just my guess. But really, I can make you strong again. Well, and with all of this issue, that has something to do with vodka. Yeah, really, that makes me strong. (laughs) It doesn't have carbs, you know. Uh, You had the whole thing that Tennessee Coates is is really like. We understand. We understand you're going off of Secret Empire. We understand that that whole thing was Hydra taking over with the face of Cap as their leader. He really, he really, really <laughs> wants to jam this down our throat. He really wants to, you know, yep. is anybody not know? I, Eric didn't read Secret Empire. Eric, after no. the first issue, did you get the idea that Hydra had taken over and Cap was I there think, with you, his I face? Think that everybody, including fan people who don't read comics, don't want anything to do with comics. For how big Would that know. was throughout the media yeah. about, oh, you know, Captain America is a Hydra agent now i think everybody knew about this whole secret yes. empire thing without having to read it yes i i think yep. so he's using two issues to tell us because basically the only new thing is sharon has to go off and cap says listen it's not you I- i'm very proud of you you're, you're a little it's wrinkly you. for my taste but just so <laughs> i'll still kiss you and all we'll see but uh the idea you taste like butterscotch yeah the now. idea really uh... and, and really stop with the ribbon candy <laughs> 
please. I uh, wonder we, if she left him a five dollar bill for uh, his birthday. No, for twenty five cents, and she has ribbon candy that he goes to get a piece, and it all comes out in one big thing. She got all all the tropes of the old lady going, but yeah, but it, it all leads to the last two pages are really the only yep. thing that we would really want to see where Cap goes. He ends up opening up the box. It has these beads, and that's what connects him to Black Panther. It looks like they have, you know, these villains around, including Duke and all these, and maybe King even the ben, one woman. Yeah. yeah, so, and it's all of the Wakandians there, and that's where, you know, Black Panther says, good morning, Steve. Are you ready to begin? So, I like the way that this goes. The only thing I said, I like the cliffhanger. I like the idea that through this whole thing, Steve was just waiting for Sharon to go. In fact, I'm surprised he didn't push her out like, oh, I'm waiting for the government card. No, no, no. I called you a Uber. You know, I, you won't understand these things, uh, but get your stuff out of the Cheshire drawers here, old lady, and get out. And then she ends up going. She calls it the wardrobe. She's like, yeah, she's <laughs> yes, like, I, I have a headache. Does anybody have my Anison? Do you have this for me? And they're, they're doing all the stuff. Like, anybody have my lucky strikes here? I need a smoke. But, uh, yeah, and it's all set up that in the background, Steve is ready to go, you know, kick some butt with the Wakandians. And uh, I, I love the cliffhanger. It's just I really weird don't. out of nowhere, though, for what we had so far. It's like, okay, Black Panther to Wakanda. We're going to go after the Power Elite, which I'm like, did we even really talk about this Power Elite except for what was going on and through yeah. like the uh, the write up at the beginning of the comic? Yeah, and and, no. and yeah, that's and, the only reason I even know the name of them. Yeah, yeah. Now in the meantime, too, like I didn't know that was the thing. In the meantime, you kind of get this weird deal where is this the way that Tennessee Coates is going to be able to write a regular Black Panther while he's doing that nonsense in space, and that's why <laughs> he's doing it. So, and how does that jive in with it and all that? But it's almost like, hey, if you want a well, wacky you know, you Black don't understand, Panther. Jim. The power elite, they're building a thing that he's calling the Death Star. Yeah. Oh. And him and Black Panther, they're going to go and stop him. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna take it down. They're going to go by code names. Red 5, Red Leader. They're going to do that. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge is there. I see him there. He's in the background with that, with no that, that hat on. That's Wedge. Get on the trolley, Brandon. Yes, get on the trolley. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like the ending, but I did not like the first 18 to 19 pages. Uh, it's it's a bunch yeah, of nonsense. recap nonsense, especially as a number two issue. If you're going to recap some stuff, I understand, like, you get down the line, you're starting a new arc, you want to make sure you stress enough from issue number one. Yeah, this is and, – and really all of that – Plus it was oversized. And, and it was an oversized issue. Yeah, and, and what's weird is here's – here's the weirdest thing. I like this issue more than the first issue, but after having read the first issue, <laughs> this issue is not set. So I, I, I'm going to be lower because of that. But if this would have been the first issue, why do I like this more as a regular sized issue? And because better. they told the stuff way better yeah, this time weird. than they did the Isn't first time. But, the, the but, that does not, but that does not make you. Yeah, that if I was going to do the review, it'd probably be recap as my as my header. Yeah. Would you like that, Eric? But with that, no. <laughs> I can't I, I like this better, but I can't give it a better score because of where it lies and what no. happened. I'm giving it a five out of ten. 
And I like the art enough. I, I like the cliffhanger. I think you guys are going to be lower than me. I think this is going to be probably yeah. the lowest book that we've had so far because I think I'm being generous at a five because of that recap. But I did like it a little better than the first issue of a story. But where it lies, I, I can't give it better. Uh, what would you give it, Brandon? Yeah, I, I emailed you or texted you earlier in the week, and I was like, I'm giving this a three. Talk yeah. me out of it. Yeah. And that's exactly uh, where I'm, I'm not at talking now because I didn't get talked out of no. it. So. Um, I, I like the same part you did. The last two pages, yep. the cliffhanger, I thought was really cool. The art's fine, and that's where my score comes from. Because the rest, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get I through. That's tough. It's tough. What about you, Eric? I'm giving this issue a 4.5 out of 10 Ooh, because goodness. I like the art enough in this issue. But we could have taken this last page here, tacked it onto the end of the last yeah. issue, and we would have been set already. So I didn't need the rest of this. I don't need to see Nuke again. All the you know, seeing that they have a clone army going on in a factory. I don't need that because it was a weird thing to have that we had a bunch of nukes the last time. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, but just showing <laughs> us a, a real quick recap of hey, look, hey, the, they got a factory over there. All right, it just. There was nothing going on in this issue besides for, like you said, we're recapping everything on I Hate Your Face. Yeah. All right, let's go forward. Let's, let's get Black Panther in here. Everybody loves Black yeah. Panther. Get this stuff going on. Why are you taking so long to get Captain America doing anything? Yeah, and, and I know it's a, it's a very unpopular opinion, it seems, overall. Not with me and Brandon, but uh, Tennessee Coates is obviously the guy who is the you know the Black Panther guy at Marvel. And most of his Black Panther leading into this fresh start uh, was boring. It was very boring to me, so I, I yeah. worry that that's what <laughs> we're going to get. A space opera. Well, now it's a space opera. You know, I said it's Black Star Panther Wars now. I don't understand, and that's delayed. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get Black Panther now and this probably before we get the next that's Black because Panther. because it takes light longer well, to get when it's further away. I mean, away. when they're that far away. I mean, <laughs> in, a, in a, a galaxy far, far away, it, it takes some time. Uh, but right now we're going to go off to a new segment. We're going to go off to News with Double A Ron. This is Aaron Anderson with your Marvel Comics news for the first week in August. First up, from Newsarama, Marvel Comics has announced that Unstoppable Wasp is in fact an ongoing series, despite soliciting it as a limited series in this month's October 2018 solicitations. The publisher has explained that the book was solicited as a limited series in error and was always intended to be an ongoing series. We will see about that. Next up from Newsarama, Punisher number 4 pushed back 3 weeks as the entire series is delayed. This is not really a big surprise whatsoever because they've already had announcements of 1, 2, and 3 all being pushed back. This is just, you know, another... I, I hope they don't continue doing this throughout the whole damn ongoing series, but whatever. It's it's coming out. It'll be out. Get it when you get it. Newsarama is... Uh, Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Ghost Spider series solicited in Marvel's October 2018 is undergoing a slight name change. It's losing the a.k.a. and, you know, gaining a hyphen. The publisher has informed retailers the title will now be called Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. Which, eh, they should have just went with Gwen Stacy colon Ghost Spider, kind of like Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, but whatever, eh, it is what it is. My next story comes from CBR. Spider-Genin includes the Spider-Woman from Old Man Logan's reality. 
Marvel's Spider-Man family of books is still feeling the results of the Spider-Verse. The cross-dimensional team-up saw almost every Spider-Man or woman or ham that has been introduced uniting to fight back against the Inheritors. The upcoming Spider-Geddon event is set to bring the villains of that story back along with another character we thought we'd seen the last of. The Spider-Woman woman of Old Man Logan Universe is returning for the event. Ashley Burton debuted in Mark Miller and Steve McNiven's Old Man Logan, set in a post-apocalyptic possible future where the Red Skull united the villains and brought down the heroes. Among the relative survivors is a version of Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, the star of the current Old Man Hawkeye series, and he eventually hooked up with Spider-Man's daughter, leading to the birth of Ashley Burton who grew up strong and ruthless, eventually usurping the kingpin and his domain. She was then one of the spider characters recruited to the Spider-Verse. She was also actually among the handful of alternate universe fodder to survive the event. Now it looks like she'll be teaming up with various other spiders in Spider-Force. The tie-in miniseries for the Spider-Geddon is being written by Christopher Priest and features art by Paulo Sequeira. Her teammates include the 616 Universe version of Jessica Drew and, and Kane. There will also be two new spider characters, Astro Spider, I wonder if that's Astro Glide Spider, and Spider Kid. Ooh, maybe they shouldn't be working together. The Marvel solicitations for October hint that this team is going on one of the most dangerous dangerous missions necessary to stop the Inheritors. And and if there's anyone necessary to bring the pain to Morlun and his family, the Spider-Woman is perfect for the job. I'm interested in this just because Christopher Priest's name on it. Eh, He kind of sold it right there for me. So, I mean, hopefully it's cool. Hopefully. I got one more news thing from Newsarama here. X-Men and Iron Fist step up for Typhoid Fever crossover. The three-part series of one-shots is scheduled to begin with October 3rd's Typhoid Fever Spider-Man number one, then continue with X-Men and Iron Fist stories. Typhoid Mary has one of the most dangerous power sets in the Marvel Universe, and writer Clay McLeod Chapman from Edge of Venomverse, is determined to use those powers in a way that we've never seen before, said Marvel editor Devin Lewis. Pyrokinesis, pyrokinesis, telekinesis, and mind control. And that's all in the first scene. Wait till you see what else Clay has planned for an artist Stefano Landini has done with the script for Typhoid Fever Spider-Man. I'm kind of excited for this. Typhoid Mary's pretty pretty badass. Here's a basic basic setup for her uh, her uh, bio- history. She suffers from dissociative identity disorder. Mary Walker has three other ab- abnormal personalities in addition to her seemingly healthy one. Her Mary personality is timid, quiet, pacifist. Her typhoid personality is adventurous, lustful, and violent. And her Bloody Mary persona is brutal, sadistic, and misandrous. I don't even know that word. Misandrous. I'm going to have to look that one up. Anyways, Mary once claimed that there was a fourth personality who is lost but has not 
since been mentioned. Aside from highly developed martial arts skills, she also possesses telekinetic powers and more dangerously pyrokinesis, the ability to set people or objects in her immediate vicinity aflame. So yeah, she should be badass. I always kind of wondered why why haven't her and Moon Knight hooked up? I think they would make a good couple. Yeah, maybe I should ship them. God, I can't believe I said that. And the last one of the night from CBR comes uh, Marvel teases the death of unbeatable Squirrel Girl. In comic book history, there is a bit of tradition with storylines dubbed the death of blank. With some famous examples being the death of Superman, the death of Wolverine, the death of Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. While comic books love to fake out readers when the comic actually call the storyline death of, they typically follow through on that threat. That does not bode well for Squirrel Girl, as Marvel is teasing a new unbeatable Squirrel Girl storyline called The Death of Squirrel Girl. Um, That one is starting in issue 37. Here's a little solicitation for it. Writer Ryan North, artist Derek Charm, cover by Eric Henderson. It's the latest issue of the all-ages smash hit The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. She defeated Galactus, she defeated Doctor Doom. Who knows what fun adventures she'll get up to this month. Well we do, and you may not want to you may want to brace yourself for this because this issue begins an all new story arc called The Death of Squirrel Girl. Has the unbeatable Squirrel Girl been beaten? Is there truly the end of Dor is this truly the end of Doreen Green? We haven't cancelled the comic, so it doesn't seem likely, but can you really be sure? What if this issue installment actually is the one Squirrel Girl dies in and you miss out because you didn't buy it? So I guess what we're saying here is everyone should buy this comic. Yeah, so uh, that should make Brandon happy. I don't think he likes Squirrel Girl. I've read a few Squirrel Girls. Every once in a while it's good to kind of throw in a mix, but I I haven't really been following it too much. Um... When Henderson announced her departure from the book a few months back, there was some concern that there was a sign that this book perhaps was ending for can- heading for cancellation. She insisted that that was not the case at the time, but with the death of storyline in the works, it is not surprising that the solicits also made a point to remind readers that we haven't canceled the comic. With Squirrel Girl also set to star in the upcoming New Warriors television series, this is likely to be one of those rare death of storylines that do not end with the actual death of the character like Death of Clark Kent. However, even if this is the real death of Squirrel Girl, she can rest a bit easier knowing that the story is guest starring Wolverine who previously died himself in Death of Wolverine. Coming out this October. And that's pretty much why I threw it in there, because it has a little tie into the, you know, the resurrection of Wolverine, probably one or two, three pages, something like that. But, and that is it for the Marvel news for this week. All right, we're back, and we're back with uh, another book. Isn't that a surprise? We're back with Here another book. Here we go. This is Deadpool number three. Oh, it's not a movie by... this time. No, no, it's not Deadpool a movie, movie, and it, it's not a uh, it's not a television show. It's not you know. Deadpool number three, written by Scotty Young, art by Nick Klein and Jeff Eckleberry. Now, if it was a movie, I would say whether or not this this 
ties into it exactly. Eric will have to tell me the real way. But this seems to be like the Star Trek franchise because we're getting every other one being the ones that we like because I was not hip on All this All the even ones are good, just like okay, Star is, Trek. You're right. Is that what it was? So yeah. I am actually right with the Star Treks, right? Yeah. Isn't that with the Captain Spock? Isn't that – isn't he on there? I'm, I'm going to start punching down. Brandon, no yeah, Brandon, well, you're going to have to punch down. But then I'm going to kick you in the knees, and then I'm going to kick down because you're going to be on the ground there, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to say, how tall do I look now? Uh, with that, Brandon, you you hate Star Wars. You are a, you're our yes. resident Star Wars hater. Do you like Star Trek? Do you uh, li- I'm not a huge fan of that either, okay. really, no. Which do you like more, Star Trek or Star Wars? If I had Wars? to pick Star Wars, actually. Okay, you're allowed wow. to stay on the podcast. You were about to be kicked <laughs> off. I had my my finger on the hang-up button for you. Me and Eric are going to continue without you because I am not a Star Trek fan at all. Uh, Eric is, though. Eric, yeah. Eric is a fan of a lot of things and a lot of things where yeah. people fight about. Like, this guy actually likes 98 Degrees and the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. He likes them well, all. Why wouldn't he? He, he doesn't pick? care. He likes all three. I don't know. He well, also he likes... no 90s music to choose from if you eliminate all those. So. And he, he likes East Coast and West Coast rappers. He he is the bridge for everything. He he brought, if he was just a little bit older, he would have brought peace to both sides. Now, he would have. He he really would have. He was still just have too young. Biggie then. and Pac. Yeah, he, yes, really. He he was too young then I to have just Pac bring it. I tattooed on my chest, Biggie on my That's back. Right. No, no, you are a Biggie. Uh, oh, <laughs> baby got back. Yeah, and then you have a punk. I, I can't go with that. I don't know what I'm doing with that. But Deadpool number three, like I said, written by Scotty Young, right, by poop. Nick Klein, and Jeff Eckleberry. <laughs> That's for my dad. Deadpool continues, and it's half an issue of taking down Groffin, and the other half seeing it was all set up by Deadpool to get the ball rolling. First Merkin business. That's the part I like. Yeah, well, it's funny because it's the joke that me and Eric love from Family Guy where Lois was on. Was it Facebook or was it actually Twitter? Where she yeah, ended up tweet, uh, and she ended up doing that and like liking something like, okay, I'm going to get the ball rolling. That's all he's doing here. And that's actually a joke with me and Eric with Twitter where we'll, we'll tweet something like, huh, nobody's hitting that. Looks like I'm going to have to retweet that, get the ball rolling. So that's kind of what it is. But this issue fell somewhere between the first and second issue in terms of quality for me and i hope next issue gets back on track and yeah uh the first half is just kind of keeps going and you know you're getting a lot and it's one of those where i thought last issue really got the 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 movie vibe you know you got the ryan reynolds vibe and all of a sudden this issue seems like it's trying to force that again last issue to me did not seem as forced it flowed nicely yeah and this issue all of a sudden this seems very much like that first issue that we did not like i didn't laugh once no no i didn't either actually and and again we also get back to the stuffed animal undies and things that we didn't like exactly yeah doing this again like that won't die yeah oh god and so, I found myself really angry though. The whole idea it's not it's not I I don't know if I'm angry, but I I don't know if I put too much stock in the whole, you know, Deadpool and the Marvel universe or something like that. Yeah. But the whole idea I'm like how did Deadpool get to God knows where in space to set this whole thing up? Yeah, to come yeah, back? Like, it just seemed all the weird. Stuff this goes on like it's outside of the realm of Deadpool, especially for a Deadpool who has wiped all of his memories at this yeah. point. He's trying to start over. I'm like, I I I don't know what we're and doing because I had a lot of fun with this whole idea that he they had to go to Deadpool yeah. because he had a special weapon because you know that he forgot about all of this was fun stuff that he had to go and try to relearn and realize he doesn't know from where we left in Secret Empire and stuff like that. 
And it just kind of falls flat for me by the end. We find out it is all ruse by Deadpool. And it is ruse. And basically when he was going to pay money to have Groffin and the weapon to kill him to come to Earth so he can destroy it as, you know, have everybody set up that they need him. And at the end. get a retarded celestial, though, to do this? I know. And even with that, though, why does Deadpool legitimately have to go all the way there to pay? And why wouldn't this have been something where they would have had him pay before? Because as we see, he almost dies. I mean, I would have wanted it all. I would have said, listen, you want this. And they don't tell him really how the gun works. No, and that's the big thing. He wants a discount because it ends up that the gun, and and that's actually something that I smirked at because that gun that we saw that didn't fire off, it ends up being an alien tech deal. Yeah, and it ends up being the alien tech, alien you know, DNA that has to go with it. But again, even that, I'm like, well, why would it be that? Because uh, he would be necessarily, you know, it must be the specific alien because he's kind of an alien as well. But it is the, you know, Groffin's kind of regurgitator army men that came out that he used the arm up. But still, it, it kind of, everything falls flat to me, even at the end. Like you said, I have a lot of questions at the end. And it's it's funny to have questions in a goofy book like this. But you're setting it up that way. and yeah. I, But I like the idea that Deadpool, the, the Merkin business, isn't going so great. So how he's going to get it started is he's going to get the ball rolling by making a cosmic threat that he does this. This is why he keeps saying to the Avengers, uh, you know, hey, I'll get my me. money now. And they're like, oh, no. Me. But again, that was there's a lot of recycled jokes. The oh, whole yeah, wink, wink. Joke and then yeah. All- all the like you know jokes that are by themselves. Deadpool is doing Deadpool stuff where you're trying to get you know humor out of the dialogue. It's not that funny. It's no, very forced. No, it's very to forced. To culture yes. and stuff like that. And then the rest of the jokes are these callbacks to the stuffies. To, yeah. For some reason, Deadpool just being winky. completely naked, nonstop, and it yeah. just keeps happening over and over again. I'm like, this isn't now, funny. You say that the only the actual only real laugh I got was at the end when he's yelling at the guy he has to pay. You know, the right. the space god that that ended up setting all this. He yeah. gives him the money. It looks like and, Odin, yeah, but it's does. not. And yeah. he and he even looks to me like an Odin serious. slash Galactus type deal, but he's huge. He gives yeah. him the money and then he's like, All right, I'm gonna send you back. He sends him through this portal. And, and you have Deadpool like yelling like, Oh no, oh, I'm good and when he gets there he's like, Seriously how did my fall, how did my clothes tear <laughs> off through a portal? That yeah. made me laugh. I actually was and like, I, I, that's it, pretty it didn't funny. make me laugh because we're just doing the naked thing again. And then he just starts wearing the stuff. Yeah, he has the stuff. Again. Again. I didn't like, even know where that stuffy came the, at one I'll point. I'll tell you the joke. Yeah, I'll tell you the joke I really liked is when he's talking to Colossus and he asks him to do the fastball, fastball special, special, but he calls yeah. it the Wolverine butt touchy yeah. throw. But the, the problem is, though. But even him talking to Colossus, I'm like, now you really, we already have Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. Now the only other person he's going to talk to is Colossus. Well, and, like, and yeah. You are forcing this so hard and, and you're not pulling it off. And here's the thing that I didn't like because he says to Colossus, hey, big guy, you know, I need you to do that Wolverine butt touchy throw trick you do. You know. And then when he throws him, he yells fastball special. I wouldn't have had him yell that. I, I would have had either yeah. Colossus say, we call that fastball special. Hey, I don't care what you do as he goes. But he yells it and then it kind of took 
the you I don't know, care the what joke, you do, just be gentle. Yeah, it took the joke out of it for me, but yeah, he ends up and basically like we said, he ends up trying to figure out how to use the gun. The gun ends up Negasonic Teenage Warhead actually comes and saves him because when he does go up, uh he ends up getting puked on, gets, you know, pretty much destroyed. And then when he comes yeah. out of the puke, there's these little, you know, re- regurgitator, puke you know, puke lids going and attacking. She it's comes It's kind of like in subspecies, Jim, yeah. like when Rat it is. I thought that the blood too. comes out and becomes a subspecies. Yes, you know what I'm saying? subspecies is no. what I thought right <laughs> away. Uh, but yeah, and Negasonic kind of does, you know, the dirty work there. And that's because then the gun just falls and an alien arm falls on. And he's like, okay, that's kind of a cliche. The old alien, but we'll go with it. And then it's done. And then he goes in the space that made no sense, really, and pays and then gets sent back. And but even now, that, it seems like he kind of wakes up in a space yeah, cabby yeah. kind of thing that's taken yeah, him there. Yeah, it's like they got him. Knows yeah. them, and I don't understand how or why. Yeah, and with that, it's. Yeah. I think that I all this. I can't is, tie it. No, and all this I, to me is a setup. And I can't tell you any answers either. And all this, though. yeah, to me is a setup, so that as we go forward, he's going to have more merc jobs than he can handle. So they'll be able to show us some cool things, and and we wouldn't be like, "What are you doing?" You know, before he did nothing. So I, I just think that that setup, but it's three issues of it now, and. uh yeah, and and then, and then it ends with him, you know, going off to murking business nude with the plushies, and I, I the plushies is not funny. It wasn't funny at first. It's it's less funny now, and uh, you know, if you're gonna have basically a villain in this quote unquote villain that I like to call the regurgitator, the real villain is your regurgitated jokes. Oh, there, how about that? Oh. There. <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay. I didn't like this as much. I give it a five point five. I like the art a lot, uh, but. Uh, there were points where not only did I not laugh, but I, I cringed and thought, oh, that's forced, and I don't like that. That last issue, that second issue was great. I loved it. Really liked and, that yeah, issue. I loved it. And I even said to Eric earlier this week, like, when I read number two, I said, boy, because remember, we shifted it to the next week from when it came yeah. out. I said, boy, we shifted the best the best book. You're not going to believe it. It is great. And then Eric loved it. You loved it. And now this one I said earlier, I said, I only read half. Boy, it's not that good. And yeah, 5.5. What would you give it, Eric? I would give this a 5 out of 10 because the really only thing I liked about it was the art in this issue. And it's like, it was just really forced to get to this this ending that like just left me wanting more just yeah. so I could tell the stuffy joke, the naked joke, and just throwing as many Deadpool 2 references as it could while not making me laugh. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I, I liked it a little more than you guys. I, li- I gave it a 6. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't know why I, I re- really enjoyed it more. I guess I found a few more of the jokes a little more... Uh, funny than you guys, uh, and that's really about it. Like the story went, <laughs> the story went quick. So it, it, you know, it's not like we were reading a Thor where we it's don't true. understand oh what's going God. on, and it's not funny. So it's true. I enjoyed it more than that right now, and it's six six I'm out of ten. Looking forward to reading Thor again. <laughs> yes, I know. Next well, week, yeah, I uh, think it's next week. Well, ain't it? right, I think so. Well, right now we're gonna go off and listen to a lot of minis that uh, me and Brandon do because we did yeah, go and redo or not redo. We actually did talk about multiple men and century uh as well as From cosmic ghost rider and the death of the inhumans so we're gonna have four of those right yep. now all right we're here with the minis and we're gonna start with two because i was not around last week and yeah, we were gonna talk time. yeah uh, ketchup and mustard uh, i prefer ketchup and mustard <laughs> on hot dogs though i always I get, don't like either, i actually. always get yelled at uh, people yell at me all the time that i like ketchup and mustard i actually like ketchup and mustard and relish 
on hot dogs, and that's my favorite. But yeah. I, the no ketchup thing, what, what I never heard of until I moved to Maryland, because yeah, that's, that's like everyone puts it's ketchup huge, on yeah, hot dogs. It's huge in, in in Chicago. Not to go that route, uh, you're not allowed. Like you go yeah. there and they'll, they'll slice your throat for some reason. But I also uh, one thing, uh, my wife, because we had some hot dogs last night, and she likes ketchup and mustard on her hot dog. But if she puts sauerkraut, she can only put mustard. It doesn't change my game up. Though I've never had sauerkraut with uh, <laughs> relish. That would be weird. Uh, yeah, I don't mind sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is not. So you, you don't like it? I love pork and sauerkraut. No. That's one of my favorite things ever. So how dare you? How dare oh. you up in Buffalo? They don't have sauerkraut flavored wings up there in Buffalo. Oh no, they they probably yeah. do it with a big Polish population. Oh up yeah, here. then they would love um, it with pierogies and stuff like yeah. that. Do, have you ever had? Oh, yeah, there's, there's like church pierogi cookouts oh, yeah. and stuff I love here. Pierogies. But if uh, do they have salt and vinegar uh, wings that are popular there? Is that, yes. Eric loves well, those yeah, we, now. I've never had them. Yeah. Still, they seem weird. That seems very very weird. To yeah, me. we got we. Got got beef on weck wings wow. too i'm not quite sure how I you pull that off beef on weck is one of my favorite <laughs> favorite things ever i, I envy you and also yeah. the uh, the idea i guess since you eat wings you know and they grow on trees there and you, they are used as <laughs> currency uh i would think that yeah. you have just about every flavor people have probably tried every single yeah. flavor oh there. yeah there's there's like things you've never yeah. heard oh of I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure uh, i'm sure there would be but we're gonna start with there's even dessert yeah. wings at places certain no, places that, have dessert wings <laughs> i don't even like those dessert pizzas i think they're nonsense but we're gonna start with moldable man mm. number two uh written by matthew rosenberg art by Andy mcdonald tamara bonvalon and VCs Travis Lanham. I noticed this week that VCs uh, somebody as almost every uh, letter. At, yeah, at they got like a monopoly yeah, on the Marvel, on Marvel titles. Uh, even some of these guys that I recognize from do, uh, DC titles, but then they're just Travis Lanham. All of a sudden over here, they're VCs yeah. Travis Lanham as if they are, are being locked. Yeah. Or Clayton Cowles is yeah. another oh, yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're chained to VC's desk. Is what happens. They have the letter. But, and, and this is, we're going to continue on with the idea that we're not going to do the solicits. We're going to do blurbs that I made. And then probably starting next week, we'll have everybody do blurbs. But I'm here for some goofy fun, and that's all uh, this book is about. I'm not a huge fan of time travel. I know you're not as well, uh, Brandon, and clones. No. So a book that makes fun of all that is type of a guilty pleasure that I like. This book is hardly essential, but it's enough fun to keep reading. And I had listened to earlier... Uh, the podcast Uncanny Nervous, my man Ryan, who does that, they hate this book so much. I mean, they I hate it so I've heard much. A lot of people yeah, don't and like I talked it. to him, and he actually said to me because I said, "Boy, I had some fun with this kind of a parody of Back to the Future, a parody of even a uh, Terminator, really." And he said, "Well, I get that yeah. enough in the cable book." And I said to him, "Well, that might be the case. I don't read cable books, so maybe that is right. the reason. Yeah, maybe that's the reason that I." like it more and and you seem to like it enough i mean it's again it's like i said it's yeah. not essential it's not my favorite mini it's not my favorite book and the, you and me both have like no connection yeah, to none at all Man either like you know I'm, I'm a little bigger of a marvel fan but neither of us yeah, have an attachment none at to the all character. whatsoever and so with that i just go in and you started out or ended last uh at last issue with this kind of future jamie madrox version of the avengers that showed up up uh, to take him from the X-Men. They take him away. The big thing is that you have uh, the, uh, what's his name, who gives him, uh, Bishop, 
gives him that teleporter yep. deal that comes into play. Yeah, the, the time, time jumper. jumper. But when yeah. they go in the future uh, of this dark future that they have there, it, it is funny, too, because it starts off, there's a big statue that looks like Bane and Santa Prisca uh, on a bunch of skulls <laughs> yes. there. And I'm telling you, I don't know if that's not a joke. I, I don't know towards that. But pretty much this whole thing leads to the idea that another Jamie multiple man has kind of taken over the world. He's a dictator. He has his multiple man army. And you have this resistance that is being led by a son of the real Jamie Madrox. So with, with this, you get all these people. You also get Forge in here. And it all is this. Yeah, Forge is oh, creepy yeah. Oh, alien, yeah, yeah. dude. The only thing alive is his, is his head. head. Yeah. What, like uh, he's a Futurama yep, yeah. character. And so you have this. You even have uh, this kid who, like I said, he is, and it's Davy Miller who is Jamie's the real Jamie's son, who ends up with the, yeah son. with yeah. her the mother there, who's mad because you know, all these replicas keep coming, and her son has to live yeah. through this crappy and world, trust yeah, in and, and all yeah. that. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. I thought I thought it was pretty funny because at one point then the big plan is yeah you know, Jamie wants to stop all this. Obviously, he went there to form a resistance, but he sees oh my god, there's already resistance here though it's little kids and then a bunch of hymns yeah. uh but with that too not a very serious uh, with that too he then gets bishop's time jumper and comes up with the craziest plan i've ever read in my life of i'm gonna jump ahead and we're gonna get we're gonna get more replicas that go back in the past that gets me to go this and that and it, it's funny because then forge is just there and he's like a head in a mecca and he's just like okay and, and as you go it's pretty funny <laughs> to me but then they, they it's like maybe we shouldn't really mess yeah, with the yeah. time stream yeah. like and that he much. is just going to rip it apart while this Avengers team again it's almost like a, a multiple man Cable, Hulk, Doctor Strange and Deadpool and and Jamie the the replica that they got out of this bunker uh they go up to kind of go and kick some butt and kind of start this whole resistance and take it to the streets and they are in big trouble it ends up that the yeah it, it ends up that well, the yeah. multiple men army come they they end up lassoing the hulk put it putting them in this big uh, net and then stabbing with spears and they must know what's going on and even so earlier it seemed like the hulk was spelling out that he had been here with this scene and things like that because at one point remember when they're like uh the other parts of the resistance comes out and he's like the hook's like yeah i was kind of here before but i shouldn't say anything because i didn't say anything again but they seem to know what to do because when they do they poke at him and he just blows up like an atomic bomb there is yeah yeah and and there's blood everywhere i think there's a whole lot of time travel like we're even not seeing involved in this story you know what i'm saying like uh it's all going on behind and it's just a bloody mess and at the end uh you have jamie's just like oh no we're all gonna die and yeah i I like the art I, i like this as just a book it's it's a mini we're gonna get five issues of this we're almost halfway through yeah, yeah i'm having i'm having enough yeah. fun to enjoy it enough and just go and yeah i think it has a lot to do with like yeah. our lack of attachment yeah, to it really character. Is. like anyone who even enjoys multiple man a bit it seems like like is yeah. not on board with this well, and yeah, you and me I seem to be zero. at least yeah. enjoying it yeah, for i the have fun. zero connection yeah. so i'm in it for the fun i'm in it for the funny characters i'm in it for like i said i'm more in it for the time travel hijinks and parody than i am for multiple man at, at any point so i like yeah. it 
Well, even because the art's not that yeah, great, like there's okay. nothing to write home about it. Yeah, it's coherent yeah. enough, and you, you get an understanding of what's going on, but it's not a reason really to pick yeah. up the book. But yeah, I'm having fun with the yeah, story. Yeah, and, and at one is, point basically. you do see where Jamie's walking down the street. He even see like a DeLorean. The the, spa- the cop, the future cop cars are like <laughs> flying DeLoreans. So that kind of makes me laugh. Everything <laughs> out is like the multitorium, multimania. Like every sign has multiple, multiple in it which makes me laugh but at the point where it seems that jamie kind of changes up his tune is when he does go by these wanted posters and all of them are slain including uh matthew rosenberg the artist which i are uh, the writer which i hate when they do that but i mean cap's dead mystique saber moon knight you have all these listed and then he sees these people getting slaughtered and thinks you know i'm gonna have to do something about this and yeah. eh, it's kind of like a ripoff of uh, yeah, Days of yeah. Future Past. And, and with this, I, this is just a goofy that. book to me. It's just a goofy parody, and that's part of the you know the parody of it. So I, I give it a seven out of ten, just because I'm in it for fun, and I can when it's done, I'll be done. I, I won't probably go ever go back to it, but it was good enough for me to enjoy it enough. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I, I said. I'd give it to a uh, seven out of ten. Like it's you know it's. I think I'd recommend yeah. it, but uh, you know, based on the people that don't seem to be enjoying it, I guess that's I guess the problem. Yeah, it's almost like you say it. To, you say basically. to the people, "Are you a big Multiple Man fan?" And if they say yes, I'm going to ask them, "Where were you all this time?" Because I've never met anybody who says they're yeah. a huge fan. But if you are a fan. Maybe this isn't what you're waiting for. Maybe you were waiting for him to come back and want something a little different than this. Uh, but if yeah. you like yeah. address what's been actually if going it's, on, if we ended up at, and at one point, I think that we'll go kind of the route of the DC podcast where we'll have our do or die pull list and we'll talk about this. I don't think that this would make my pull list, but if people said, no. you know, hey, what's a fun book I could just read? And not really, I'd recommend it to the, to those people. And I, yeah. I'm telling you, even then. It kind of would get close to making my pull list, possibly. It's just not as it's yeah. just not important, yeah, it's, but it's, it's fun right enough. Up there. It's yeah. So close. the next one, though, is a book that I really like, and it's funny. It's going to continue that trend that we had before, where I do think that uh, I'm enjoying a lot of these minis a lot more than the regular books, and it stinks mainly. And, and yeah, again, Century, yeah, Century is one of those that we've been told it's not a mini, but Jeff Lemire is going to be off it at some point. I, I don't know if I'm going to like it once he goes off it. Uh, I think he's on. I know that's very. That's yeah, very he's much on five or six issues. Uh, I, I forget. He actually told me, and uh, there's a name drop for you, Brenda. That's how you do it. But uh, with that, <laughs> yes, in, in yes, the and uh, uh, in the, the business, business, as, as we, I say, as I'm it. sitting at my desk with my cigar. Uh, when he's off, we're <laughs> going to probably give it like a wait and see deal. That if it's you know, the, if there is another writer and they don't just cancel it out, the other writer will have to prove that we should go forward or we will stop. talking talking about it this would not be yeah, something that we would all you know talk about all the time but right now i love it uh century number two written by jeff lemire art by kim jacinto joshua casara rain barreto and vcs travis lanham century continues and while we get the cliffhanger we expected jeff lemire has a couple of twists that still make it pretty awesome this is another one of my favorite books and this issue didn't change that at all and i'm really enjoying it uh i like pretty much everything yeah, about too. it uh you start off and we ended last issue with the idea that somebody had come through into this pocket universe you were expecting that it might have been billy it's not it's 
Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's what and we kind of that, both guessed it, at. It, that's the twist. The twist is that there's two twists because this is Cranio, and Cranio's yes. there and basically starts, you know, talking a lot of garbage uh, to Centris saying, you know, here I am. I know about this. I know what Sentry's been doing, and I'm going to burn it all down. And he is going and, get, you know, yeah. just ripping through everyone. The big thing, though, is he also tells Centris, listen, you're not real. This is all make-believe. I don't really know who you are, but this is all make-believe. And he just starts beating her up. We then go to the norm. Yeah, yeah. everybody. He was the one yep. that killed the dog and, and the yep. and sidekick, sidekick before, yep. too, Scout. Scout. And, and uh, with that, you have it go then to normal life where you see. And it, it's a pretty good uh, transition where Jenny is the basis of centrist here. And you go then to jenny and billy in the diner and she's like you know we're, we're real busy here what's going on bob shows up he's like i need to see billy i need to see him and, and goes in and starts telling him about everything that he's like the conflictor's gone it's gone somebody took it now we assume that it was billy but through this all he says yeah. i've been trying to get a hold of dr strange i've been trying to get a hold of tony and this is where billy turns into basically you know syndrome where he's like, you know, you now you want a sidekick. Well, hey, you know, how dare you? In the meantime, Bob is upset because he has his little, you know, wrist, uh, you know, clock there. He's running out of time. He has to go into this deal. Yeah, it's like an yeah hour he has left to go into this, this or he's going to turn into Sentry here, and the void's going to show up. And so, but Billy just says, "You know what? You weren't around because he wanted to." Last issue, if you remember, he said because he, you know, he's Sentry Junior. He wanted to go in. He's like, "Why yeah. can't I go in? It's not set up that way. Come on." And then the, the whole thing was. The guy has one arm. He, he's a short order cook. He has a horrible life. And Bob at least gets to go and do their greatest hits uh, uh, stuff. Yeah, he gets to yeah, do and something then, else yeah. besides just and, be and miserable last issue, working. Yeah, and last issue you cook. had that deal where he's like, so which was it last night? He's like, oh, man, we were fighting the void in New York City. He's like, oh, I remember that. But he wanted to go in. He wanted to. But now he's just like, leave me alone. You know that? But – with this, the time is running out. He goes through, and he gets targeted, and Misty ends up taking him down and taking him down to this bunker. And I kind of got a little mad here because yeah. Tony Stark all of a sudden I shows up. I, I was, he, he, I was yeah. Oh, so too. mad. Like, no, he's calling everybody. Yeah. Nobody wants to help him until they feel like putting almost like yeah. tasers yeah. into his body. And then – and then they'll they'll help him out at, at the last yeah. few minutes. Yeah, and they have him help. in this bunker that's you know six miles underground. Tony's there. Even Bob says. Yeah, and then act like yeah. he blew it yeah. on top and, of and it And it's all. a weird way. Like it makes sense, but it doesn't because he was desperately trying to. He didn't. It's not like he lost the complainer. Now again, I would have guessed that he should have had some backup of how to store it. Because he was just leaving yeah. it there in his apartment. He, he did kind of just yeah. leave he it left in the, in the open. open. Yeah, like a video and I game guarantee that Doctor Strange there. and Tony both told him, listen, you tell nobody about this. Don't tell anybody. And he did. Yeah. He, he told Billy. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, by the end, I mean, you know, spoilers, Billy is he involved. And yeah. he wants out and he wants a new <laughs> deal. So uh, Tony, though, is like, you know what, Bob? You really messed up here. It's, I tried calling you. I was calling you over and over. Yeah, yeah, I got the messages, but that's the problem. He's basically saying what we would be saying as the reader, like if yeah, we were in yeah, this situation. Yeah, really mad. Like. I'm like, Tony, yeah, try, exactly Tony tries to spin it. Too, he spins it up. That's the problem. You can't 
always need our help. You're not going to have our help at times. So this is the problem. So we're here. Now, the whole roundabout thing is I don't also – and he also says, you know, how much time do I have? Oh, you know, we're already past that point. We're already, you know, yeah. an hour past or a half hour that he says. And uh, this is – Tony says, Misty, leave us alone. They start talking. And the, the big deal to me, though, is when Bob wakes up, why don't they say right away – Okay, Bob, you're going to be here. We're going to get this new conflict. Uh, we're either going to make it or we're going to find yours. We're going to do this because he lets Bob get mad. And then he says, we'll, we'll get this conflictor. This is just a, you know, a side deal until we get this, and then we'll figure out a long-term plan. And Bob freaks out and says, "No, no, this is this is you know I I hate this. I'm I'm half a, a man each way. I go into the the you know the alternate pocket universe there, and I don't even feel like I'm myself. Then I come here on that Sentry. But what happens then? He does trigger off into Sentry, and the weird thing is, which I didn't know, was the idea that without the Conflictor, if he turns into Sentry, this transformation can go wonky, and it does. It sends Bob." Bob himself into yeah. this pocket universe and Sentry is in, yep. in our universe, in the Marvel universe, and now the void would come. That, that's what they spelled out all along. But in the meantime, Cranio is in this. He's still wrecking <laughs> he's still everything, yeah, just going butt. to town on Sentris, and Bob's just Bob there. Uh, so she ends up pretty much saying, you know, just do it. Just kill me. And he does. He he, he just kills her. And that's why. Right yeah. And then the Cranio Bob. then realizes that Bob's there. And it's like, oh, good. You're, you're finally here. You know, we can have some fun now. The fun's really going to start now. And that's where you see Billy say goodnight to Jenny. Goes off with his one arm. Waves with his other arm. Goes to his house <laughs> and goes in. He's like, oh, hey, how's your day? And that's where you see pretty much. I, I hate to say it, cranial, cranial right? Who's, yeah, That's it's cranial. it's a retarded cranial. It's a, a cranial who looks brain dead with the conflictor. Yeah. So it is Billy who set this all up for cranial to go in. Do you think? It's I think because, it's messed up. I have two guesses. Do you think it's because he's been yeah, in there too I, long, or because it's not set up for him? And I think that it's because it's not for him. I think it's not for him, and he's seeing some things and whatever. But yeah, but the weird thing is, it doesn't seem to affect him in the pocket universe. But I think also here's the other yeah. thing. I I think that if it's one thing uh, above all that, it's that Bob is two people. So Bob was Bob and Sentry. So when he puts on the conflictor, Sentry goes off in there and they kind of, you know, split like that. I think that Cranio now is fully in there. So he is a vegetable here. You know, he's drooling and things like that. I would yeah, think that yeah, the conflictor yeah. is making him because I would think that if he had real problems, you would see that with him. In this pocket universe, I think that since he doesn't have a separate type deal, that he is kind of like this here. Uh, and and I think yeah. it's a very, I think it's a setup because Billy doesn't, I, as far as we know, will have the same problem. So if he's gonna get stopped, it'll be because he's eventually because he's like, all right, you know what, you, you're doing good there, Cranio. Tomorrow we're gonna go. I'm going in. And, and I'm going to become yeah, the, new, the century, new century, so he doesn't want to be a sidekick. You think he's going to just blow it off as he's saving the day and, yeah. and Sentry yeah, still I won't think know right away? I, I think wonder. that he's going to go in as that, and, and maybe Bob will be confused right away in there thinking that it is his uh, – and then something will come up or – He'll go in as a fully like different looking deal, but I I really liked it. I thought that that twist at the end of it being cranial uh, from Billy uh, I thought was really cool, even though I still thought it was Billy all along. 
Even with Cranio in there. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah, that even with Cranio in there. Was there but I, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think the art is really good, and the story really has me going. I just, It's going to stink when Jeff Lemire's off the book because I think then we're just going to change up. And it may end up being – I saw some people saying this might end up being like a Moon Knight book where you, know, you keep getting new people on yeah. and it jumps. But what would you give it? Yeah, I'm I'm just under you. I gave okay. it an eight point five. I enjoyed the first one just a touch more, but I still like this one a whole whole bunch. Uh, I had to do a little research on this yeah, cranio yeah. and this whole extra century Earth because I I was actually interested yeah, so in learning about it. So I, you know I did all that and and that's that's a, you know yeah. a good read. Uh, I really actually. enjoyed. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's yeah. really good. But uh, yeah, I'm right there. Eight point five. I really like the art so too, I. like the, how the styles still go anime-ish yeah. when when they're yeah, in that awesome. world. I like and that it, too. It looks it's almost like when cool. they have like uh, flashbacks or dream sequences because of it being that pocket universe. Yeah. The next one is another one that I really like. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider number two. And this one I get upset because it's a mini, and I wanted to continue because I'm having a lot of fun. But it's written, I know. Uh, it's so good. Written forever. by Donnie Cates, art by Dylan Burnett, Antonio Fabella, and VCs Clayton Kells. If it wasn't enough to have Frank punch Baby Thanos in the first issue, in this one we get Galactus, the Watcher, and a kick butt alt Guardians of the Galaxy. Donnie Cates balances humor and over the top situations with ease, and this is easily one of my favorite reads since we started the podcast. It really is. And, and it's before we even go into the. Fine. The, you know, the tit for tat of it. It's one of those things. I think it's because it's Thanos. I think it's because it's the Cosmic Ghost Rider, but also then you get glad. This is a funny book, but for some reason, because there's so many big characters like there are, it doesn't seem like a joke book to me, though. Because I read it and I really like no. it, but I and I love it for the humor. It's, it's hilarious to me, but it's not. Donnie Cates, it's not over the top. This is not. It, it's like. It almost is Deadpool, but it's, to me, the humor's better because it's not played. Yeah, yeah it it's is not a lot played. It's yeah, more it's well timed. Well it and it's not better. just played um, out for just the jokes, but the jokes hit so well. Uh, just the idea uh, of Frank Castle, Cosmic Ghost Rider. They're, they're more tied into yeah. the story, too. It's not like you're taking a pause from the story to no. fit in two no. panels of a corny joke where it's either and, hit yeah. or miss. It, it actually, like, some of these oh, jokes yeah. are part, they're of, part the story, of the story. Which makes and it even with better. that, you still have behind the scenes or, or going along with this the idea that Frank is trying to raise Thanos to not be a jerk later. And I like it. Uh, yeah. And I like it. Yeah, everybody's talking. telling him and he is not he's already not doing a good job. But yeah, it starts out he's yeah. in a bar and he's there and he's he is trying to teach Thanos some some things. And Thanos continues to kind of go through these like kind of changes of looking like he's a real little baby, then he looks like a eight year old and whatever, but he, he gets him a beer. Yeah. That's the big thing. And the whole process of this is that the he's there because Galactus he knows from a story that Galactus told him when he was the herald of Galactus later in this timeline that he was gonna go yeah, back and eat this world. So he's He's basically running up a tab at yeah, this bar. He knows, he yeah. Knows this, the and he keeps saying that too, because to he's like, up. "Hey, get me and this baby a beer." And like, babies can't drink beer. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't worry, you're all gonna die soon." What? How do you know? He's like, "I'm old yeah. enough." And for it's the funny because <laughs> Frank keeps doing like the wrong thing because he says. Hey, it doesn't matter. You're all going to die soon. And I, I think they take it as, what, are you going to kill us? Like, let's fight. They do start going, yeah. 
Oh, that's definitely yeah, how they and, play and it. And at the point, though, Baby Thanos almost kills the guy. It's this big bouncer alien. Almost kills him with a, a shattered bottle. He goes after him. And, and it's funny. The dialogue between Thanos and Frank is great. Like, you know, beer doesn't taste good. Yeah, you like it later, kid. You know, stuff like that. And uh, tell... Yeah, but he won't yeah. tell oh, yeah. what he's murder like, is. Tell me more about murder. Ah, and he's like, oh, darn, I can't, that's not what we want to do here. And, yeah, it all leads to basically this, you all you are going to die soon. Th- Baby Thanos is like, you know, why do you keep saying that? Why? Do, and even the guy says, the big bouncer, why do you keep saying that? Oh, well, like, look outside. Everybody's running, and Galactus has shown up. So he goes out, and he basically is just yelling, hey, hey, Galactus, it's me, Frank. And Galactus wouldn't know him at this point. And, and it's even... Even yeah. funny, and the bartender's all oh, yeah. excited too because he, he's like, "Oh, you're gonna save yeah. us!" Yeah, you because he goes, "Yeah, I'll and take care." Star, he's and, like, oh, yeah, and then totally it's funny too because Baby Thanos says, you, "You're gonna save him." He's like, "Nah, they'll die, but at least they'll die with hope." And you go out, and, and basically yeah. he's yelling to Galactus like, "Hey, it's me!" And Galactus keeps trying to just kill him. He can't, and then. He says, just do your thing. You scan my mind. See what's going on. And he does. And he scans his mind. You have a – almost like we get in DC with these kind of flashback of how great the character was. But the funny yeah. thing is this is an opposite because yeah. – It's the history. Yeah. And it's a flash forward. The history of these yep. two together, and, and, basically. Yeah, it gives you and a And why I love it is because we're used to these being in the DC comics as, look how great our heroes was. This was a flash forward of, see what a piece of crap I'm going to be with you, Galactus. Check it out. And as it's <laughs> going on, you have space sharks. Uh, you have all these things. And then yep. out of nowhere, baby Thanos is like, oh, my God, Sky well, Baby. The- the best part about yeah the the best part about the sky sharks was he, he's like I'm trying to remember why Galactus remembers mm-hmm. this story in particular yep. out of all of them in general and then the he's space like, yep, sharks from the cover up. come he's out like, of nowhere oh yeah space sharks he's like yeah they are pretty cool uh, but yeah then then yeah, the sky baby Thanos is like oh my goodness. I can never say this yeah. dude's name. Yeah, Atu, yeah, yeah. It's Uatu. the Watcher. But yeah, it's I, 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 yeah. I got it with like Uatu, and it's funny because yeah. it's it's the Watcher. And Frank goes, "Sky Baby." No, that's the Watcher. And he looks at him. He's like, "Yeah, I can see it's kind of Sky Baby." It makes me laugh. <laughs> and they talk, and the Watcher is there, and he's like, "Oh." So you're here because you always show up at, at the most important things. See, Galactus, we're, we're doing things here. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm here yeah. to watch the worst decision that has ever been made by anybody in the existence <laughs> of time. I have to be here to see this. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And the immediate oh, consequences it's so great. And it's so funny because Frank's like, what do you mean? Uh, all I'm doing is going to raise you know, baby Thanos by myself. And he's like, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah. he's like, oh, my goodness. And all this, you know, he's saying don't do it. But you're already getting that connection that I like. And even in a jokey book here, I'm getting this weird yeah. connection between Frank and baby Thanos that he's going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. And it's like. But also like that it's serious yeah. implications. Oh, this on is the what I'm saying. That that's my whole because point. Because the watchers, yeah. like he, at one point he says, "You're making a choice. You, you just created a timeline in which your Punisher has raised Thanos yep. as a child, which which is only going to make things worse because Thanos was basically, you know, cast off and neglected, but yeah. not raised. Yeah, now by he's going to be yeah, raised by you know, Ghost Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle. And, and with that, you, you get this kind of a, a very cool idea. Because when the Watcher says, you have now made a timeline, 
it ends then with a crazy version of the Guardians of the Galaxy coming back uh, to stop this whatever. But Cable, a version of Cable there, is the one with them. So you, and Miss Marvel, you get a crazy group here. Yeah, Juggernaut. Howard yeah, you the get duck. Cra- yeah. You get crazy things, and this is how the timeline changed. And I love the idea where the Watcher says, you have now created a timeline. This is the result, and it's such a cool way to use time travel because they have traveled back to show you immediately. Because Frank even says, like, hey, I just said it. I don't see any implications at all. I don't see any problem. He's like, okay, so, and then then he cocky smiles. And And then all of a sudden, he he gets knocked down. He gets shot down. He goes, and then there's a foot on his head, and it's like, hey, my name is Nathan Summers. I'm from the future, and we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's so cool. You have rockets there. It looks like even a rocket Iron Man type of deal. It's rocket Oh, yeah, yeah, it is rocket group. You're right. It's crazy. And then it's uh, Howard the Duck Juggernaut Juggernaut. and uh, uh, Miss Marvel, Marvel, Captain America. And then a Jubilee yeah, something I would say, or other. I, I don't to know me, what it actually there. looks like Jubilee would be Jubilee like a um, uh, Star Lord. With with I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and then and then possibly. you'd have like a Drax uh, freaking cable. So I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. Yeah. And again, when it, it was over, I'm like, boy, you got Galactus, you got the Watcher. We already have Baby Thanos. We have a crazy version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this is just straight up fun, but. It does seem bigger than that. It seems like there's just a little smidgen yeah. of not just being a complete joke book. Uh, you know, you have still, you know, yeah. what is uh, Frank going to do to stop Thanos? It, it gives it that yeah, it next does. level yeah. above. And now also you realize, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I fully agree. And I also love the fact that now Frank has to worry about a bunch of things because now he has to raise baby Thanos. But now he's got to change this awful future. If I'm assuming they're even going to tell him that they're showing up to say you know we're from your future you got to stop it the typical time travel deal but uh i'm telling you i'm giving this a 9.5 i loved it i i loved uh, the art i thought was great i thought everything in it was really really good uh this is probably my favorite issue that we've had uh since we started this podcast so i'm giving a 9.5 what would you give it yeah, I gave it uh, my review on the site. I gave yeah. it a nine, and I only gave it that. Yeah, I would have gave it a ten. That one point off is because that Galactus stuff is yeah, kind of recap from the yep. previous series. To catch and up it, new, it was good for readers, me, but it didn't you know, catch me up other enough. Than but that, yeah, it was fun. I agree. And the, everything else was yeah, perfect. Yeah, oh, I book. loved it. The last mini is a Death of the Inhumans number two. Another Donny Cates. We have a lot of Donny Cates tonight. Uh, written by Donny Cates, art by Ariel Olivetti, Jordi Belair, and VCs Clayton Cowles. For the second issue, Donny Cates goes pretty big, and if you are an Inhumans fan, this series may be your biggest nightmare. If you hate the Inhumans, you probably aren't yep, reading it anyway, is. but maybe you'd get a chuckle at what's going on. I'm somewhere in between. I, I really, That's yeah, me, I, I, I well, I really don't have a, a horse in this race, so uh, I didn't, I didn't like this as much as the first issue, but I'm still uh, waiting to see what comes next. Yeah, and uh, the first issue, I was yeah. actually very impressed that I really didn't know a lot about all of the Inhumans. I had read some things. I know the basic main characters that we saw, most of them dying, uh, and, but I had fun. This one is a little less fun to me. And it basically is one long scene where you do see Black Bolt. He, he Black Bolt yep. is going. He's writing down all the names like he said he would. He was going to write them, but then he it's after yeah, the explosion, he kind of crushes them, and then he goes and tells everybody what the plan is. And you end up on Hala, where Karnak goes to. At one point, you think 
kind of surrender because it's surrender or die, but that's not yeah. the case. He, yeah. to the and Cree, it's funny, yeah. he goes to the Cree uh, there, and when he gets there, he, he, they're talking and basically like, hey, you know, we're the Cree. You guys are supposed to be there for us. This is nonsense. You're betraying us, all this stuff. But they, they got ripped apart. So, you know, he's not going to be that happy. Now, the big thing is, is the Cree look like they are – you know, checking out and want to go through everybody, and you see all of the Inhumans that are left on Earth. He he's there looking, and you see like Moon Girl, you see uh, Miss Marvel, like those those type of deal. So that kind of sets that up. Yeah, the most yeah, popular and, and with ones. that, you have then Karnak say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because he's like, "Okay, well, what will it be? Are you, you going to surrender then?" And he's like, "Whoa, I'm not here to discuss our surrender." And he, ah, and that's when you get this Vox again. And Vox, I mean, it, yeah, they're like, well, then there's no point yeah, to protect yeah, you because he was under protection because he was going to surrender. And Vox comes out, and Vox is the guy who's been ripping through everyone. He's a little less, uh, a little less venomy. Uh, this this issue, but yeah. you know, you have to look and the Vox's voice in Latin. So he's obviously the anti-black bolt, but also he has the opposite black bolt symbol on his on his helmet and stuff. So he's definitely set up to be that yeah. opposite deal. But really, all this is is kind of a ruse for Black Bolt to show up, and he just rips through a bunch of Kree. They go to attack him. He goes and he gets to. Basically, from what I took from it, destroys yeah, almost, almost everything, everything yeah. they've like, yep, built yeah. back and, up. And, yeah, he's ripping Hollow apart uh, to get to this end there. And it's kind of a cool deal where as he's walking through, he's like, he, he says the names of all the slaughtered, and he says everyone but one. He's not going to use that as a weapon. You get all these things uh, and going. And I would think that would be his brother's name from last issue is, is my guess, I guess. But uh, as he goes then, he basically goes and and. Fox has Karnak and, you know, Black Bolt's giving him the signals and he says to Karnak, like, what, what is he saying? What's Black Bolt doing with these signs? And he's like, oh, he says to kill me uh, instead of him. And then he's like, he digs into him. He's like, no, no, what is he really saying? And now he's saying take him instead, meaning Black Bolt. And Vox just has this weird ability that ends up just materializing. Yeah, he disappears yeah, yeah, and right materializes behind him. just behind Black Bolt has his mouth covered, obviously, then, and then just says, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like, so allow me, not many people say this, you know, I don't think anybody's ever said this to you, but allow me to be the first, and he slices his throat and says, hush, and it looks like Black Bolt just dead, and that's crazy, That that's yeah. crazy for the whole deal, but... But he's on the cover. Yeah, of the yeah. Next so issue, we'll so. see how it goes. But still, it's death of the Inhumans. I mean, the, and it, it's living up to the yeah. deal. Now, Donny Cates did say, I saw on Twitter that you know, kind of give me a little break. Don't don't kill me right away. See how it goes. But he's kind of ripping through these characters. And if you are a big Inhumans fan or or a hater or whatever, it's pretty crazy. You know, there's some pretty shocking stuff. This one to me, though, is just an extended scene with mainly, you know, Vox there with Karnak and then, and then Black Bolt. So I, I didn't I, – I wasn't gripped as much as I was the first. I like the art. The art's really good. I'm still in. I want to see what yeah. goes on. But we're starting to kind of just go – towards a uh, direction that it, it, I think that you have to know more about the Inhumans to really kind of, you know, appreciate, appreciate it. More. So uh, yeah. I'm kind of out there. So with that, I'm still involved and I'm still there, but I'm going to give it a 6.5 uh, out of 10 and we'll see how the next one goes if it gets a little more along the lines that I'll like. But what about you? 
Yeah, I gave this one, uh, what was it on my list? Okay, seven yeah, five. So there it goes. Uh, I, I got that feeling. No. <laughs> I got that. We got yeah, a lot I of know. books tonight. Uh, I got, I got that feeling, uh, towards the end that you were talking about. Like the, the real just sense of buildup and anticipation yeah, yeah. Of, of, I did throughout the yeah. first one. But, but yeah, the first half of the issue, I was kind of like, all right, where, where was that magic yeah, that first yeah. issue that, had? That first issue really um, grabbed me for out of nowhere. And even so, we're talking about yeah. this because the first issue grabbed us so much more than we thought it would. It was so, so we good, were like, yeah. okay, we'll talk about it. We weren't yeah. going to. And then we read it. I said, me and you read yep. it, we'll decide. And both of us decided, yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. So, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, but you're still pretty, you know, pretty positive with it. I'm still in. Like, like I said, 6'5 yeah. to me. Yeah, it's definitely something I would write, even to somebody that's not yeah. an Inhumans fan. Like, it's just been yeah. entertaining enough I'm for me you. to be interested in and actually look forward to on the, the day. Yeah, and this is out. where I say, yeah. More so than a, a and, few and, other books will Yeah, really. And where me. I say this, uh, a 6.5 to me is not, it's not as negative as you might think. Like, like our sort of 6.5 right, means yeah, yeah, that it's still worth reading. It, it just seemed a little down. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. Once you start getting in the fours and the threes, then, then there's trouble. Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah. we'll go there. And that's the exactly. thing. Some other podcasts will only go down as low as a seven. Uh, so a 6.5 seems crazy, but it's not that crazy. But we're going to go back now to rejoin Eric to talk about Immortal Hulk. All right, we're back, and we're here to talk, like we said, Immortal Hulk number four, written by Al Ewing, art by Joe Divisive Bennett, book. Rui Jose, Paul Mounts, and JC's Corey Pettit. VC's Corey Pettit now. Oh, my God, that VC. He controls it all. <laughs> Al Ewing Corey Petit. so much money. Oh, Corey Petit. He's got a modern-day rickshaw over there. Yeah, he does. Oh, my goodness. Smoking the cigar up in the, the uh, sky. Uh, skyscraper i was gonna say penthouse sky he's on top of the skyscraper al ewing continues his slow burn yeah al ewing continues a slow burn story while i want some solid answers still i'm liking this enough this issue is all about walter lungowski sasquatch and it ends with us seeing that the hulk isn't the only freak who comes out at night to reference Houdini. I don't. I there still don't get that, though. The whole night thing and how this plays a part. Well, in it, 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 does night only mean death? I, I don't know. We're going to have to see him. We get another like mention of the green out, door. Like, uh, his light's gone out. That means it's nighttime. Then the whole Lights out, out buddy. I don't know. I, I, I don't. We're going to have to because see Because it's nighttime in the hospital at the end, and he's there fine, and, and Sasquatch is freaking out. Yeah, but again, he has to die, I guess, for, like, like we yeah, said. like Everything has to die now. Yeah, but this is the whole thing where you had, uh, you know, Bruce Banner there by the end saying, you know, I and it kind of explains the whole gamma ray, you know, Hulk vision, Hulk sense. The radar. But, yeah, but says, you know, and he says basically – you know, he's the exact same as me. He has the exact same gamma radiation. He has the exact same type of deal. So I get the idea that, it's, it's you know, he to has to die as well. That they have the whole idea. He's the exact same as me, even though it has this whole thing where, you know, the gamma radiation stuff was done at the Arctic Circle. Yeah. The Aurora Borealis, and it opened up a doorway for this bestio to come in and possess him. That doesn't sound yeah. exactly the same Well, again, and, and that's tying in that green door again <laughs> that we see. But he does say that he got rid of that now. So yeah. he, he does doesn't have that, so well, now he's the same. Yeah. yeah, and he's saying now, I, I think that that was just the wink-wink to get the continuity deal, but this all is basically uh, the reporter who's been chasing uh, the Hulk, uh, Jackie, I guess it is, right? Jackie McGee. She is uh, Pansy McGee here. 
and she's yeah, she's chasing down Bruce Banner, and she wants to find Bruce Banner slash Hulk. There's been a lot of sightings. She's saying to her editor, listen, everybody has these sightings. Everybody has reports. I'm going to be the one to get them. Just let me do this. And it's with Walter Lingowski. And they go through a history of him and the Hulk. And it's okay. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's written well. But it's not that exciting. Well, but, for a whole you know, book, it's weird to have a, you know half your story. It seems like we're just going to talk about the origin of Sasquatch and yeah. how it, you know it does you know mirror the Hulk to a degree, yeah. which you know it works for the stuff we're dealing with because we keep dealing with you know gamma radiated people yeah. and what the Hulk is doing with it throughout and what that like you know what the immortal Hulk means to them now and the, so, like the whole yeah. thing. So it works to a degree, but it's weird just having to go like all right now we're going to talk about Sasquatch. Well, and that's the thing. I weird. think that if you're going to get upset about this book, whether you're a Hulk fan or or not, I think the biggest thing that you can say to kind of put the book down is, we're not getting a lot of Hulk. I, yeah. I mean, these are issue yeah. after issue where we seem to be following the Hulk, always being a little behind. Now, in this one, obviously, Bruce Banner does catch up to Jackie and they start talking near the end. This is a Sasquatch, you know, issue. This is an, yeah. an origin of Sasquatch. So, with that, Sasquatch number yeah. one. And that's the yeah. weird thing. I really hope that there is some kind of tie into this town. You know, like Bruce Banner keeps going town to town looking for something that's a problem or justice. But when he, like, you know, when Walter and Jacqueline, they go to a bar because this is what Bruce Banner does to go and get his information. There's like these two locals who are just fighting. And at one point, the one guy pulls out a knife, stabs Walter in the back yeah. and almost yeah. kills him. Like, I, I really, really hope that there's something wrong with town, gamma related or not, that made this guy or, go. Because it was so out of nowhere to get us to where we needed yeah. to be. Or I thought, it's one of, I it's thought weird. They were hinting at something like these gamma people are making the yeah. people in the town go crazy, but we haven't seen that in any of the other well, issues. Well, we haven't, that I but it's weird. It, it's like almost like it, it's a weird deal because remember the deal when Eric was saying at that one, the last one, when you think it's Bruce Banner who grabs that knife and runs out yeah. of that bar. And it's weird that I wish that the setup would have been that was somebody else who ended up stabbing. Like there's a way that they're able to control. Like you have the Hulk or the Sasquatch that they realize that somebody has to, their their host or whatever you would call it co-inhabitant has to yeah. die for them to come to do. Well, and this Sasquatch was something also, that was controlling it. But we don't. He doesn't know. look we, right when he comes back. At not at end. all. No, he looks even no. more monstrous than normal. No, that's why. I, and the, the idea of when you get that he was he was. At Penn State, local college, oh, yeah. and uh, they end up, and you have, you know, you have the, the origin school. of the the purple Big pants. That was kind of they funny. Got at Penn State there. Nah, I, I never heard. I thought that they were big on just UFOs and, and stuff like that now. Uh, but with with this, it is a funny thing where Al Ewing does give you the reason why every time you see the Hulk, he's always got ripped up purple pants because that's all he owns. And I thought that was pretty funny in the old deal. But you, you get the whole deal that Lingowski, he was a football player, but he was interested in this. He ended up, after Bruce ended up becoming the Hulk, he kind of did his own little experiments. Then they ended up doing the big experiment on him like eric said in uh antarctica and well, that the opened up was like you know oh, the, if, yeah i'm the, just gonna recreate you know bruce's thing because i want to be yeah. the hulk as well and i'm telling you just the the whole thing where we get he goes through the whole idea where you know uh the aurora borealis and like how thin like you know the layers of reality are at the arctic circle this whole gamma radiation this gamma he says it's a gamma bomb it seems more like the uh the David Banner, like, you know, stuff from the uh, Incredible Hulk, like, a TV show in the late 70s, early 80s, yeah. for, like, instead or of a Gamma Bomb. Movie. Oh, like yeah, exactly. yeah, like that, too, yeah. Movie. 
which was playing off that as well. It's just he says it's like you don't know what a gamma bomb's right, you know. I'm like it doesn't look like a gamma bomb, but the whole idea of this whole Sasquatch thing with the you know this this bestial spirit that like entered him and made him this whole thing. He's, he's got this that door under, they keep bringing the, up. the green yeah. door. I'm like. Are you yeah. really trying to uh, tie all this together? Because it really seems it is. Door. It's really so supposed to tie it together because that, that been green much more, door. It, it would have been so much more interesting if he pushed a Sasquatch out of the way of the bomb uh, come, coming yeah. towards him like Hulk did with the regular person. You know, he took yeah. the brunt of the blast. <laughs> but like, yeah, and uh, they, it's just the whole on. thing with the green door. It seemed like that was more of a thing when people were dying. They'd be talking about the green door and stuff like that. For, for the like Sasquatch. Well, here's the thing, though. You say that. Door. Remember that the girl that was in that motel and he was yelling about the green door. After he said that, he said he had to tie her up because she was possessed. So I think that when they see the green door as well, it's been shown that there is possession going on because when he begged that old lady there at the last issue, like, I didn't kill her. I tied her up because she went crazy. She was possessed. I wanted to go get help. I think that that's what they're kind of pushing towards here as well because when the green door opened, he was possessed. He fought that off, though, since. But, yeah, it's, you know, that green door obviously is something where, you know, a green door to hell that that the, you get possessed by these things. And with that, I still don't know what how it ties in overall. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, how, what's I don't going know on there? It, yeah, I don't know if it's to hell anymore because it seemed like to create Sasquatch now. It's not so much taking things away from him, you know? Yeah, but again, um, though, it was he was already Sasquatch from the Gamma Rays, but then he became this demon that he was possessed. And he's like, it's OK. And it was Tar Tarnarak. Yeah. And he said, oh, one of the old beasts of the north. And she says, well, you were possessed? How long? Eh, it was a long time ago. I, I got rid of that. It seems like maybe at the end that's what's come back uh, when he is, you know, looking a little weird. But you also get that weird deal. Do you think that that is her, Jackie, seeing Hulk when she was a little girl? Yeah. Because it goes with the whole deal. And it, it's like one of those things where – does this mean that Hulk like kind of has imprinted with her and knows her then because he looks right in her eyes or dad says don't look in his eyes you know keep still or whatever and she looks and he looks and it's just a weird like scene there but yeah and also uh Walder says that that whole program uh, kind of a neat deal where they were making him to kind of be the protection for Canada against the Hulk so they had something to protect him but even so he wants to go see his friend they're going to find Bruce and they go to where this last sighting was you know all this you know mayhem and stuff and that's where uh, Jackie's like let's go get it let's go to a bar he's like oh you're gonna drink it he's like no this is this is what Bruce does this is what the and we have seen that this is ridiculous yeah and it's weird though they don't get any answers they go to this bar Fights are breaking out, and like you said, Walter gets stabbed in the back and, and almost killed because they Even end up I going. tried to avoid these bars. Though. I don't yeah, know. really. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little this, old now. This is three out of four Buffalo bars. Brandon goes to the fourth, <laughs> and, and then, even then, there's trouble. But uh, you, you go, and you, Walter goes to the hospital. The, you know, the one lady even says, Walter Linkowski, that name seems familiar. Yeah, it's Sasquatch. And they go, and as this goes on, Bruce comes in. And just starts talking to Jackie and's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're here, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you now. And, uh, you get the whole idea that he says, you know, the whole thing about how he, he can sense this gamma radiation. He's going around. The signature of Walder is just like his. And he says that, you know, he's going to be one of those that he comes out at night 
And that's where you see that Walder dies. He flatlines. They're about to get rid of him, and then he just springs up, and he doesn't look right. He looks no, pretty, he and looks even up. says he's quite the reverse. They're like, God above, quite the reverse. So it's almost, you know, how this is going on or whatever. But, yeah, with know. That, you know, you did have that last issue cliffhanger where he was looking, and you saw that reflection of Sasquatch, yeah. and he wanted to get a hold of Bruce because he thinks the same thing, like we're, we're dealing with the same thing maybe can help him uh again though my biggest problem is we don't get a lot of hulk but i actually like seeing sasquatch i, I was not as down on this issue as i thought i was going to be and actually reading it th- this whole series seems to be like the more i read an issue if i read it more than once i do seem to start liking it a little more with each read it does remind me even of the tv series where you know you have somebody chasing bruce yeah. banner he's trying to get away he's trying to hide uh, but this green door thing, I really want to know more about it. Also, there was this rumor that this was only going to be 12 issues. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. If it is, boy, you better start doing some stuff here. But that, that may not be true. I, it was a bleeding cool thing. You know, they're often wrong. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I just want to get some well, more yeah, answers and have more hope. And we really don't know anything except that Gamma Ready and people are seeing a green door. And, and, and just, yeah. Is his time, Jim. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, the, the night is ours. And, and with this, a lot of these Marvel arcs seem to be, you know, five issues. Even if they're a six-issue deal like we're used to over at DC, yeah. that's only two more issues in this arc. I mean, as a trade, even thinking of that, I need to get a little more Hulk, and I need some answers. Now, when we had Walter going, I thought, okay, now yeah. we're going to have them dealing with each other. Maybe we still will. Maybe Bruce Banner will be able to calm him down, do whatever. The Hulk versus but Sasquatch. I didn't mind. I didn't mean I didn't yeah, mind thinking that this like was going to be the Hulk with Sasquatch that they were going to team up and kind of go. And I'm like, okay, now you have somebody for Bruce to talk to. Also with Jack, maybe Jackie's going to go with him and kind of, you know, oh, man, this is bigger than they just one story, something wheel. like that. But even that, <laughs> I would like Bruce because I think the main thing is Bruce, as Bruce, has nobody to talk to during anything because he's just a drifter. And the Hulk, when he comes, he's the Hulk. But we always see the the aftermath of the Hulk instead of seeing the Hulk lately. So I, I need more Hulk, but I'm still going to give this a 7 out of 10. I like the art a lot. I actually like the story as long as I can kind of say, well, we don't get Hulk and I can deal with that still. Uh, but I think I'm going to be the most positive here. What would you give it, Eric? I would give this issue a 6.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art for uh, like you know mo- more than – I can't say more than anything because – this is a fun story. If you don't know Sasquatch that well, it's fun getting reacquainted and I don't. with the character. That was, I was going to say that. And yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know of, anything. I haven't thought of Sasquatch since the 90s. And for some reason, back when I was a kid, I thought he was a mutant as well. So it was really cool to like be reminded about the whole thing with, wow. you know, I saw I saw Walter. I thought it was Sabretooth right away. Uh, I wouldn't know the difference. So, yeah, because for some reason, I'm, I'm like, I thought of Alpha Flight as like you know the Canadian X Men yeah. or something like that. But you know, it's like it was cool getting that whole reacquaintance with Sasquatch. I yeah. like to see how it ties in with the story more because, you know, having that kind of character with the whole, you know, the um, the duality of what we have with the Hulk going on here, you know, seeing how what's going on now that the Hulk has died and come back, how it's affecting all these other ones. I'm really interested in this. I just needed to hurry up a little bit because here we are, like I said, a quarter of the way through. And I really don't know nothing except for, like I said, you know, the Hulk's time is the nighttime and there's a green door yeah, about yeah. I need more than that. 
Yep. What about you, Brendan? Yeah, I actually agree with Eric. I'm at a 6.5. I also enjoyed the okay. Sasquatch kind of origin story recap, uh, not not really knowing anything about him outside of the Sasquatch look of, of the character. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like the Green Door stuff and, and when they come out at night, that uh, that's all going over my head right now. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest and admit that. Um, I don't really understand what they're doing with it. Uh, but you know, if, if we're going to get a Hulk Sasquatch fight next issue, I'll probably definitely enjoy that a little that bit. Seems uh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at a 6.5. I kind of enjoy this. I don't really look forward to it, but I don't hate it when I read it. So yeah, I, I'm with you now. I mean, at first we were kind of a little down on it and, uh, you know, at the first issue we liked the second we were a little, I'm kind of getting my way, kind of settling in yeah. on it and kind of getting the idea of how it is and kind of going with the flow but yeah hopefully that that rumor isn't true uh but yeah pretty much all we get are this the freaks come out at night eric you like this song don't you i do of course i i i go on here and i i don't even get to the uh the chorus we're gonna wait here we go here we go there you go they do the freaks and and sasquatch and the whole they're freaks right there you go a little little houdini out of nowhere yes and yeah really uh but that's it that's the end of the podcast what is your book of the week eric shay is the immortal hulk number four yeah uh mine is uh cosmic ghost rider which eric i want to tell you i gave a nine five and i gave it a nine well Here's the deal, Eric. Listen to this. You, you have a book that has Baby Thanos, also Galactus, the Watcher, and then ends up with a screwed up in the future Guardians of the Galaxy that includes Cable, a juggernaut, uh, Howard the Duck, uh, a Groot rocket combo. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I, I love it, so it's really good. But, yeah, that is my book of the week. Now, next week we don't have a lot of books, but they are big books. We have Amazing Spider-Man number three, which we'll see what that crazy cliffhanger must have meant the there. Chameleon? I thought he was not around to do that. I saw is Ryan it the chameleon, Eric the, the, the artist online say he's seen a lot of guesses and nobody's guessed correct. So I don't, I don't nobody's know Nobody's guessed means. it. Did anybody guess the chameleon? Like Aaron Karma chameleon. I saw none of the guesses. So I, I don't know what anybody guessed, okay. but he's saying nobody guessed right yet. It's just like uh, Wrong Turn in movies. Uh, we also have Fantastic Four number one, nice. pretty much the biggest book to me of And the Fresh thing I'm looking that, forward that to the most at a fresh start. Yeah, and it seems to be a really big – how much did you say it was? Yeah, how much did you say it was? Number one issue. Okay, so it's it's a lot of money, so we're figuring it's going to be well, – obviously, it's going to be one of those bigger issues that those number ones are getting anyway, but we'll see if it's even bigger than that. I know – I think I heard last time uh, up till now there are 3,200,000 variant covers yep. is what oh. they announced for this. It's crazy. There are so many variant There's covers like for this. There's like four art germ covers. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, probably for each each yeah, character. For, but yeah. that's it. That's the end of the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. And Eric, what do we say at the end? We just finished off another marvelous installment of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Until next time, make my fresh start. Oh!